Welcome to another episode of the Sparkles of Gold Man Astrology Manifesto Podcast. It's late, and my voice has changed, as my listeners probably have noticed. My name is Nicolas Polivanakos, a.k.a. Sparkles of Gold, with another episode of Three Questions. And before I go any further, this one's different than usual because there's two human beings standing in front of me. So we're going to balance this somehow. And, and these, these human beings know my questions. So maybe I'll do the same three questions. Maybe not. I don't know. But um, here we go. So I first I am with... Uh, my name is Cameron Cassidy of Omega Astrology. And also, my name is Stella Mowit of Stellar Astrology. Welcome to the podcast, this is the both of you, uh, um, and being spontaneous. Most of the time, people don't know the questions, and you know them. Okay, so I might switch it around. I don't. Right. I'll come All up right. with some All stuff. Right. All right. Okay. Okay. So good. Um, I could do what we did before, like asked you what you had for dinner. But I won't do that. <laughs> a little to break the ice here. But uh, I'll start in reverse, okay? Uh, what's, what's, um, uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Stella. What's a book you're reading these days? But And, and that's not astrology-based or research-based. Mm. Is there anything like that that you're into reading or anything like that? So like, yeah, yeah. I am not, like, a huge, like, nonfiction reader. I mm -hmm. don't really read for pleasure other than, like, nonfiction pleasures, mm -hmm. sure. right? Mm -hmm. But a book that really has stood out to me that I would absolutely reread is A Thousand Splendid Suns. Mm -hmm. Wonderful story. I highly recommend it. Um, really opens your eyes to, like, war and Afghanistan, and mm -hmm. it's a really beautiful, like, Fic like historical fiction but uh -huh. yeah i r highly recommend it all right cool what about you um i actually just started a few days ago a new book called the creative act mm -hmm. um it's i don't know some people may have seen it. it's got like that black sun glyph on the front but it's all just about the creative process and like how to just like release your inhibitions and fears about accessing and tapping into your creative potential. Oh, uh, you're talking about Rick Rubin's book. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. It has the typical standard sun glyph that you would get off Wikipedia uh, right, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it does. And so it's interesting. How much do you know about Rick? Not too much, honestly. I like I just literally started the book. I didn't know about him before I bought it. Either. Oh, that's so fascinating because for those who do know who Rick Rubin is, so on and so forth, he was one of the major music producers of Def Jam. All the Run DMC albums, all the Beastie Boys, that is Rick. And it goes farther, all the some of the Red Hot Chili Pepper albums that came out in the late 80s, early 90s, and a plethora. But it's all started with Rick in Def Jam Records and some other stuff beforehand. And you could go look at old pictures, long hair in New York, so on and so forth. All the Run DMC, LL Cool J, all that stuff in the 80s of hip hop and stuff was Rick producing wow. that stuff okay. and eventually uh, took him off in the stratosphere of all these other bands, even a Johnny Cash album. It goes on and on and on. Now Rick has become an interesting guru in Malibu besides having his, his record producing studio. But you know, he's lately he's pushing his book. He's been on other podcasts about mm -hmm. creativity and he's a, a big meditator, I think. Uh, anyway, I'm filling in a little bit of story of, of Rick and yeah, so on and so yeah. forth, but um, cool. And, Thank you for answering that question, yeah. mm -hmm. and and, uh, and I know my listeners will do a lot more research on the book, but Rick itself and his history. Um, okay, cool. Um, I might bring back the book thing here in a second, uh, but I'm switching up the questions, but you know them. 
Maybe. What's an astrological technique that you've been into lately? I have to say I've been thinking a lot about the triplicities recently. Um, just like using triplicity rulership for planets and like how you delineate that, you know, in terms of um, getting support and networking, um, working with your community and leveraging like spaces that you have um, influence and support or external resources and just like talking that out with people this weekend, like talking a lot about like what that means for, um, yeah, like the triplicity rulers of the houses and like other kinds of ways of looking at triplicity. So I've just been thinking, yeah, I guess a lot about okay, that. Okay, that, that's interesting. I'm gonna ask you something off that too, okay? But Stella, what about you? Is it a technique that you're really into, that you like, that's your favorite or your go-to? Yeah, um, there's a lot, of course. Don't mm -hmm. we all have our favorites? Mm -hmm. But lately, I mean, I love distributions. I think they're really fun. Um, I also have, we we did an episode on this, Cameron and I, recently on Spear Bearing or Doraphoria. Mm -hmm. And it's this like Hellenistic principle for anybody who may not know, um, just this Hellenistic kind of way to look at a quote unquote eminent nativity or it's a signature of an eminent nativity. And on a recent episode, we kind of like reconceptualize that as just like a kind of way to gauge support and how your presence is received by people, right? And I don't know, there's angularity and I don't know, a lot of cool stuff that goes into that. And I've just been thinking about like that, the principles that kind of outlines our reconceptualization. Mm -hmm. a lot lately yeah okay, yeah, yeah. In interesting interesting it, uh, go ahead it's this blend between like dignity angularity i mean if you have to go through and find like the master of a nativity or like the predominator right you have to have the ability to gauge like a variety of different components of planets in the chart right yeah. and you take that same kind of principle and you see if anything has the strength, if it has the ability and the need to be protected, right? We said like two key words are willingness and ability. Mm -hmm. So is a planet willing to protect another planet, to support another planet? Is it able to do so? And okay. that's been like a fun, fun thing to incorporate. Sorry, that was long. No, but, it's a, yeah. no, no sorries here. No sorries. And thanks for giving up some basic explanation because I get different types of people who do different types of astrology. Might not know those things and there's people who do. I do want to take a step back to something you said, Cameron, because you're talking about dignities and stuff. And we're, you know, we're talking about concepts and stuff. But you start talking about community, man, and, and whatever. I mean. so what you, can you enhance that a little bit more? We're talking about community. And I asked you about a technique, and you're, like, bringing in community. In, in what sense? What are you talking about? Yeah, well, I guess, like, with um, – I was talking about triplicity rulership, which really just has to do with the four elements. And it's about understanding when something's comfortable in the environment that it's in, when it feels like it's, um, yeah, safe and resourced and nourished enough to um, have, like, a positive flow of energy that's supportive and conducive to, yeah, producing, like, effects in your chart um, mm -hmm. that feel like you have, um, yeah, a network of – you know, people or events or places or things that you feel connected to that feel like they're spaces that you can access and that you can, like, have um, a sense of um, pride in, like, being a part of even. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I think the, the, that elemental rulership or the triplicity dignity can 
say a lot about like where we find a different kind of belonging that's like kind of like chosen family or like places that are like outside of like the home or like the domicile like so right. to say mm -hmm. yeah okay good thanks for elaborating a little bit more on that yeah. I'll, I'll say this go ahead yeah can sure can i just add it's yeah. like you can't share your ideas if you don't have any kind of audience right like you can't be truly independent in this world and that's something that like as you were saying the triplicity rulers like really really just have over a lot of other things okay uh, I was about to say something and I completely forgot. Oh, I remember because I wanted, we were talking like, hey, I want to interview you to do the thing. And, and I just ran into you organically in, in, in the atrium, which is a community. And by the way, we're here at the Norway Conference. I didn't say that. Yeah. People are going to get that. They're going to get it here. But uh, but you, Stella, you're like, it's Mercury Hour. Because earlier today, we're like, maybe it's going to happen when it's Mercury Hour and we do the interview. And when I came up to you, the first thing you said to me, Onset of Mercury Hour, you show yeah, up. So. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's my and life. It's my, Mercury Hour. My, my life is Mercury Hour constantly. Yes. So, yeah, but, but I just want to say that for people listening, like how it went down, you know. And I'm uh -huh. saying that, too, it, it, it completely related to what you just said, Cameron, what you two just elaborated on, but but how, in a sense, what happens in certain spaces in, in the vibe and the energy and, and what colors the space or supports the space here mm. uh, with the planet, with whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay, okay. Yeah, actually, could I say yeah, one more sure. thing? Mm -hmm. Just also, like, I feel like that's actually very true to the spirit I've felt at Norwalk this year that's felt very oriented around um, yeah, community and also, like, the supportive process that I feel like a lot of people are doing now in terms of, um, yeah, integrating, like, and grounding more meaning and, yeah, holistic uh, purpose and vision into the practice, like, I know a lot of people have been talking about this weekend with Stephen Forrest's keynote lecture even about the integration sort of of traditional techniques with other forms of modern counseling and spiritual counseling. That's, you know, it's a big debate and that's a huge process that's ongoing, but I think uh -huh. that's a beautiful like discussion of what feels like a, about that inclusion and um, unity of the community that's happening. Yeah, I what you just touched upon is interesting because for a long time, with a lot of people I know in the business and stuff, and you know, I've been around not forever, but enough to see a shift that's happened from a lot of the stuff that's happened, even late '80s, early '90s, with Project Hindsight and how eventually he's come into a thing, and then a lot of younger astrologers have come in, and they they came in through. Uh, Hellenistic techniques, so on and so forth, just because of timing and trends. And when you talk to older astrologers about, there's always been a trend in timing, whether it was Rudyard's work or whatever, it was evolutionary astrology, or how Stephen Forrest came up and, and Jeff Green here at the Norway conference, and all these other trends. It's always interesting, and I'm, I'm get, getting to see how things happen. But and then you get to a place where. Um, merging of concepts, merging of astrologies, you know, and then there's people who are very dogmatic. And so for me, I, I've noticed here a lot of times people who've come in, they've come in through the more traditional Hellenistic way, they would never think about taking some other astrologies and incorporating or even thinking about therapeutic techniques, which a lot of people who have come up through even the 70s and 80s and 90s it was part of, of, of a psychological way of doing astrology right mm, and so you have these camps here and it's interesting because i'm wondering when and i think it's already happening where people from whether you're doing medieval astrology or hellenistic when they would start to take in therapeutic techniques <laughs> in with 
how well read they are with concepts and all that. And I've been waiting for this to happen. And I'm waiting for them, certain people, to discover some of the older stuff and would they take it and do something with it. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting what Stephen was talking about, you know. And it, it's funny that coming from Stephen because you wouldn't think he'd be open to or thinking about mixing, but he's that type of dude. So anyway, that's my little rant about that. Uh, and that's an evolving story. Right. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'll get to the last question, which it's because I'm doing this different. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember now. Um, Stella, I'm going to start with you. What's your earliest memory connected to astrology? My earliest memory? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, of course, I've had, like, little, like, discussion, like, oh, you're an Aries, whatever, but I was, like, very closed off to that. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first, like, really striking memory I have, this is painfully ironic for me to speak out to the world, is the first time I ever looked at my chart. I got into astrology because I had, I, I was into astrology because I was watching like the Saturn Jupiter conjunction that we happened in Aquarius, like it was passing through the sky and I was like, wow, this is so cool. I should look at my chart. Like I have an ascendant and moon. I saw that I was a cancer moon and cancer rising. Mm-hmm. And I read the description and it was like, you're overly emotional, hypersensitive, like crybaby, soft, and I was so upset. (laughs) I was like, that is not me. And yeah, and then like I ended up getting into it anyways, even though I was like being pulled by a rope with my heels in the mud, like no! Yeah, yeah. Very Cancerian of me. Totally, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 All Uh right, cool, cool. Thank you for answering that one. Cameron, what about you? Your earliest memory? The earliest, yeah. yeah, the earliest thing I can really think of right now is a book that I had when I was really young that was my older sister's. It was, like, battered and beat up, but it was this big, like, hardcover book called, like, Wizardology. It was a part of, like, a series of books that were, like, ology yeah. something. And it had, like, alchemical and astrological, like, glyphs in it, and I just remember seeing those when I was really young. Like seeing and the glyphs and, and, and it was something yeah it was like there was little like symbols in the book that yeah. were like yeah related and i yeah i think that was that probably is the earliest memory I uh, have okay it. Yeah. okay good um yes stella were you about to say something well i was just thinking because like i have like my memories but my mom had this little journal from when i was a kid and i was like three years old in the bath talking about the rings on saturn (laughs) so like maybe that's not like my memory right now but like just like little things where you were like a little baby astrologer you know what was your what was didn't you have something similar to that that like made so much sense with your chart was it like your first word or something well my first word was clock um that's actually true um your first word was clock yeah you got predominant saturn in your chart in my first house yeah 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 that's true yeah you know when i ask this question it's just varies and um it took us we went we started with some of your answers and look at where we ended up it's these really basic things that we can remember or was told to us by somebody 
that are so simple, whatever, but as you know, we know everything's astrological, everything's connected, but usually the answers I'm getting is very simple, very symbolic. It was a glyph, it was a constellation somebody was attracted to that happened to be connected to their sign or something that their mom and dad had with a book on a shelf or they were always talking about it. There's people who have been lucky enough to like be second, even third generation astrologers, which yeah. I can't even imagine. Wow. But it's stuff like that, you know, how it comes. It's like, here we are, we're astrologers, we, we, the techniques, there's so much knowledge now, the internet, all that. But it's funny, if I think about somebody that, that might be young now, and like, how would astrology come to them now, you know? What is it? Is it somebody that bought a, 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 a Aries t-shirt at Target? <laughs> That had the glyph, you know, and a ram and horns, and then they just, they were Aries. They didn't know, but they looked at it like, I really like that, sh-, you know, like in their mind. It's just stuff like that, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah. weird, you know. Yeah. It, it, it's, it gets really simple right. a lot of the times when I ask this question. Mm-hmm. Um, so people know when I answered this before, I, in the grocery store line, um, they're next to the candy bars waiting. There used to be small horoscope books. And scrolls for the monthly whatever, and I used to steal them. And, you know, and always it was attracted to Castor and Pollux, constellation-wise, stuff like that. You know, Chris, because I've interviewed Chris for this, he knows about the scroll thing, too. That's one of his earliest memories when we've talked about this stuff. Yeah, it's just stuff like that. So uh, thank you for answering that question. Um, Yeah, I think I can – oh, no, I won't end it. There's something new that I'm trying. And um, I want you to take a deep breath. I'll start with you, Cameron. And it's going to be a very simple question. One word answer, okay? What's your favorite color? Red. Red. <laughs> All right, red. Yeah. Okay? Mm. All right, thank you. You're welcome. I almost want to. This is weird to do two people because you know the question. I mean, don't you know my answer? I, I could, but I'm not going to ask you the same question. <laughs> I'm going to throw a little bit more detailed astrology question on you. Okay. Stella, what's the planet that you have a hard time with? Mars. Uh huh. Uh huh. I love Mars. I am very martial. Mm-hmm. I yeah, super martial. Yeah, it's Mars like all over. And he said red. I got like knocked around in Mars's sphere like an extra bit on my way down here. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'll throw this one at you, Sutsu Camera. What's the planet okay. that's like challenging for you? You're kind of oh man, just what's this one? <sighs> Mercury. Uh huh. Uh-huh. It is my favorite, but also most. Ambiguous planet because it can be anything, mm-hmm. you know. It's that variability that makes the unknowns. I think of life, well, an adventure, but also can be challenging. So you are you the type of person that needs to have? Well, you said you have Saturn at first. You need things more defined. You know, like you need to know what's going on. Uh, Mercury's coming in. It's ambiguous sometimes. It's it's unpredictable. You know, going from here to that. What is it? What do you what do you mean by that? Like, because I initially asked you, what's the one that's kind of tough or a little challenging? You said that. You said you, you both mentioned stuff that you love. The planets. When I asked this question about difficulty, but you said you both you know you love it. But well, but see, Saturn's definitely a. Well, okay, those two are kind of connected in my chart, so they kind of are roughhousing with each other maybe a bit. But Saturn, I think, causes the problems that Mercury has to, like, kind of deal with. And it's like that unexpected way of having to respond to problem solving, I think, is what, I don't know, has just made me need to adapt in in different ways. Where's your Mercury? Libra. Where's your Mars? Capricorn. Ah, yeah, I remember we were talking about this earlier. All right, I'm Mercury and Gemini, mm-hmm. Mars and Aquarius. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and my Mercury is exactly like Partel Uranus. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah. I was meant to add to well, it's trying Neptune. Ah, see. So, <laughs> yeah, that's this like other like uh, someone said described early Neptune earlier as ectoplasmic, and that's the word that's coming to my mind about it. Just like gooey, weird, sticky. Ghostbusters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, listen, thanks for going with the flow and the way we did this because it's a little different for me too. We had the both of you here. Um, all right, where can people find out more about you and what you, the both of you do together? Stella, we'll start with you. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm at Stellar Astrology or at Stella Astrology on like a number of different platforms. Um, you can tell which accounts are fake because there's phonies out there. It's impossible to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I we're also we have a podcast together, Cameron and I. We're the Mercuranians, M E R C U R A N I A N S. So yeah, that's where you can find us. Yeah, Cam- Cameron, uh, you, that's yeah, and, and YouTube. You're putting stuff on YouTube, yeah, the both of you. Um, individually, do you mean or on? Yeah, start with your. Well, okay, let's get yeah, oh, no, get to no, you. No, Indivi- the Mercuranians is yeah, yes. the Mercuranians is streaming on Spotify, but also the recent season we've been doing on Reading Rhetorius is live streamed, and you can still watch it, uh, played back on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and personally, uh, yeah, personal profile. Uh, yeah, you can yeah. find me on Twitter and Instagram at Omega Astrology, and my website at omegaastrology.com. Ah, uh, yes. I, I could be wrong here right before we end. I could be wrong. Um, uh, Cameron, what part of the country are you in? Uh, northeast. I'm North, northeast. Of, is is there a local org or a meetup there where you are? Am I correct by saying this? Yeah, yeah. We have um, a group started in Salem, Massachusetts, just north of Boston. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what I thought. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Uh, for those who don't know, too, because I've been talking to personally uh, people here at Norwalk. I had a long conversation about Demetri with about this Friday and various people because – a lot of the local orgs and regional orgs and meetups got torched during the pandemic. Some didn't make it. Plus, we have had certain people who used to upkeep these orgs that were Pluto and Leos who have passed. Uh, 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 all these variables. And I, I'm really trying to talk to people about, like, uh, creating something new in the communities that are in person. And it's one of the most common things I've heard this weekend from everybody. And I'm like, start it. And I'm about to try to start to do something in Portland. Mm-hmm. And so I reference that because I remember something in your community. Cameron too, and, and Stella. I don't know what's going on in Vegas or where you are, or whatever. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really. There's not like a very big astrology community in Vegas. I think there's like there's a little bit of a issue because like the strip and the kinds of I don't know consults that you have when you're in an environment like that versus mm-hmm. the kinds of techniques and consults that I'm looking to do. Right, we can end up with like. I don't know just like differing standpoints it's a really really small like private groups yeah, yeah. so yeah i would love to get something started if you're listening to this uh-huh. and you are in the region find me at stellar astrology i'm on twitter the most yeah um yeah reach out and we will get something started yes yeah, um good 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 natural organic move and call out to call the action yeah. there Stella, because this is my personal goal is to support people or go do it or whatever. I have conversations with strangers this week. They tell me there's no one around. I go, there's no one around, but they're around. 
and someone just has to start the meet up in the park or the yeah. tea house or whatever it is, mm-hmm. people show up mm-hmm. and things happen. And I think it's completely fertile ground coming out of the pandemic. I know astrologers in New York, they're looking for people and there used to be three different astrology meetups there in the past. And, and people had to move and things changed. People passed away, like I mentioned earlier. And, and so it's ripe there. And, and I think it's great. Internet's great. Interacting with people online is great. How many web Zoom webinars can you see? How many things? You know what I mean? Here we are at the conference, and this thing about being organic human beings and what happens in physical places kind of goes back to the things you're talking about earlier with the first question, Cameron. But, but, but what happens by reading body language, listening to somebody, and just having human conversations and what comes from there, you know? And so uh, I, this is a call out to other people who are listening. You know, if if you know some people that you hang out and you do charts with in person, it's like the three of you and your friends, you already started a group, okay? <laughs> you know, and so take the next step yeah, if possible. Go to your local coffee shops, go to your local yep. libraries. Like there, there are yeah. places that people are dying and thirsting to, yep. you know, have this kind of community. Yeah. And I, I think there's people out there too who don't even know that they want it. Yeah. And we have to also recognize that here we are at a conference too, coming out of COVID. A lot of us were here last year. Some people were afraid to come here last year. Here they are now feeling safe. There's other people who are still in places where they're like safe and secure and afraid to go outside with it for whatever reasons because of people's, what they, you know, what they deal with and stuff. And so it's also a thing of like recognizing spaces where you welcome someone in everybody and we're able to mutate and, and, and create safety for all different types of people wherever they come from. And I think that's yeah. key, you know. Um, yeah, and like 5,000 hours of Zoom conferences or whatever, Zoom, anything, Five hours of 5,000 hours of anything online does not pale in comparison to the experiences, the fun, the memories, and the conversations and learning that comes from a conference. Mm-hmm. So yeah, being involved locally is a really great thing, and if you're comfortable with it, I encourage you to participate. Yeah, yeah. I think um, it's a good way to end things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the podcast, you two. This one was a little different for me. Went on the fly, but it's all good, you know. Thank you so much for having us, Nick. Really, yeah. this was really fun. Yeah, cool. And and, uh, and I can't wait to see you guys in person again, whatever the next event is, after tomorrow, after everybody goes their separate ways and, and stuff. But um, I know we still connected. We balance technology and staying connected that way. But let, let's bring in the the – for me, as some of my listeners know, I'll say this, you know, I think a big part of Uranus and Taurus for me is like, yeah, we can bring up food sources and resources and the, the changes going on in cryptocurrency and all this stuff and the markets. But for me, it's, it's a comeback place to um, our senses and, and the revolution is through our senses and it always has been, but maybe we have forgotten because of timing and COVID and separation and isolation that through living through our senses, in a Taurus way, through a Venus way, and what happens not only by ourselves in the world with nature, but with other people, what ends up happening, you know, and as we sit around the fire and discuss things, magic that's, happens. So. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for having us on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, no, this you guys. awesome. Yeah. yeah. You're awesome. awesome. We'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Thanks. For what you do. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Safe travels, all right? Thank you. Thanks. All right. Peace, Bye-bye. everyone.